0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our, uh, Health and Fitness Show. Assalamu alaikum to all listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that uh, we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 12th of September 2019. The time is now just past 6 o'clock. And this program is casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton. And all the Surrounding areas of Luton, like Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford, and definitely our positive airways, also reaching to all the listeners who are listening to us using Inspire FM app or website. You can view us via Facebook. Uh, uh, so all you have to do is go to uh, Inspire FM Facebook page and click our live link. Unless you're listening this show on Sunday or any other Thursday other than 12th of September 2019, that means uh, it's a repeat. As we all know, that we cover different health, informatic, uh, information-related topic every single week, and definitely today is uh, pretty much same kind of thing which we will be doing today, and we will be uh, looking towards um, uh, sub-information uh, from a different vintage point. As we all know that our children have gone back to school and they are pretty much settled in the schools. Uh, But definitely uh, as the co-winters are on its doorstep, although we do have a bit kind of a nice lovely hot days. uh, A couple of more hot days coming towards our way as I heard. uh, But yeah, uh, the weather in this country is pretty unpredictable and it changes. quite a bit and whenever the weather change one of the problems come in play is that if the children have any long-term conditions when I say long-term condition that means any conditions which is pretty much lifelong uh, like asthma or uh, like uh, any other uh, symptoms not children adults as well Um, uh, so these weathers affect big time especially when uh, kids have asthma so i know you might be thinking okay i'm reaching towards my topic yes indeed i am reaching towards my topic my topic for today is childhood (music) asthma Yes indeed. Uh, We will be talking about a childhood asthma and we will be finding out uh, how we can safeguard our kids uh, from uh, having any uh, unwanted uh, hospital uh, trips and how we can uh, successfully manage their conditions and make sure that they uh, do not miss their schools because these things are uh, very important and especially nowadays in schools kids our kids uh, they've been Im- immensely under pressure with all the all the education stuff and everything and definitely we do not and I mean it we do not want them to miss a single day of a school so definitely uh, definitely we will be uh, catching on that but hey ho I'm not the one who will be talking about this I'm the one who's presenting and and um, luckily we have a lovely guest with us today. So, uh, uh, on this note, let me introduce our guest for the evening. Uh, We will be joined by two guests today, as usual. (laughs) Uh, Our our first guest is uh, uh, very new to this uh, show. Uh, She is uh, an Estebanos, a children Estebanos, and her name is Colette uh, Selden. Good evening, Colette. Good evening. And and shortly join, uh, will be joining us uh, our very own uh, residential doctor, uh, Doctor Talib Bavaka. He's uh, the um, respiratory lead for Luton CCG, and he will be also adding his. Um, his uh, information on the topic of asthma journal as well as well as well as the uh, childhood childhood asthma as well. But luckily, most of the childhood asthma will be uh, covered by our, our very special um, uh, childhood nurse. But uh, let's uh, go to our guest and let uh, ask them to uh, introduce about themselves. Doctor Abubakar will be joining us very shortly. But till that time, let's ask Kelet to introduce herself. Kelet.
2: So my name's Colette and I'm the children's respiratory lead um, in the community and I'm also an asthma nurse specialist and I look after children with asthma in the Luton area um, and that's it really. I help support them, help manage their symptoms, help them um, empower themselves to know what to do in um, a situation of wheeze so that they can potentially avoid having to go to hospital.
1: Indeed, indeed, and and definitely, we do not want our kids to uh, end up in hospital in any way, shape, or form for any such reasons. Because, well, a trip to hospital is. Not very pleasant, isn't it, Clod?
2: No, it's not a pleasant experience. Exactly. Um, and we can do things that aren't nice to children, and they become very scared and, and very anxious. And we don't want children to grow up in fear of a nurse's uniform.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Although you do give stickers to the kids, I.
2: We do in- give stickers, yeah. And occasionally we'll blow bubbles, but. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely. Uh, I love that part. I love the fun part, but not the other part. Definitely. Um on this note, let me involve our listeners as well. So listeners. If you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight please 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 give us a call on 01582481822 I repeat 01582481822 you can send your uh, questions via text messages or whatsapp on 0779481822 I repeat 0779 481822 um, it's not uh, if you have experienced uh, uh, or if your kids are having some problems with uh, uh, asthma you can also call us or share your experience uh, as a parent as in how daunting it is or how easy it is or what you what kind of a uh, uh, necessary self-checks you have put in place definitely your comments are always welcome but yeah please do get in touch So, uh, let's uh, start our show. Uh, hopefully, Dr. Ababakar will be joining us very shortly. Uh, so, uh, Colette, now the biggest question is, what is asthma?
2: So, asthma is a chronic respiratory disease mm-hmm. um, that involves, it become, the airways become narrow and they can spasm. Mm-hmm. And its symptoms tend to include coughing, especially nighttime coughing, chest tightness, shortness of breath, and a wheeze doesn't mean that you will get all of those symptoms you may only get one you may get two you may be unlucky and have all four Um, but that's basically what asthma is uh, and it's a long-term condition there is no cure for asthma Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so
1: um, when we talk about asthma and especially kids asthma how a kid's asthma is asthma is different than an adult asthma no not really Okay.
2: No, it's the same um, same thing. They think what they do say is with adults, it's mainly allergy or work-related mm-hmm. um, and that children may not have... Um, Allergic asthma so much that doesn't mean that they won't. Um, but as they get older, they, their triggers will include allergies as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, so when the asthma types are not very much different, is the treatment type different?
2: The treatment's the same as in it's an, um, a preventative inhaler, which is an inhaled corticosteroid. Mm-hmm. The only difference is for adults there are different inhalers available and different medications that we are unable to prescribe for children mm-hmm. as they're not licensed for use in children.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, because we are talking about um, um, asthma in kids, so what sort of treatments we normally offer to
2: We would kids. start them on a preventative inhaler to start with, mm-hmm. normally um, something called Clenil modulite, um, which is um, our first-line treatment. Mm-hmm. And we would try them on that to see whether symptoms improve. Something we have started in the lutein area um, is an asthma trial. We will, because there is no definitive test to diagnose asthma, mm-hmm. um, we, it's a good history taking and looking at all the symptoms that they're presenting and have they got clear triggers, such as if they come into contact with cold weather, does that cause them to get wheezy or start coughing? Um, and once we've got a good history, we'll start them on a, an asthma trial. So we will give them a preventative inhaler for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. After eight weeks, we ask them to stop for four weeks. If any of those symptoms come back in those four weeks, that's a good indication that you are asthmatic and then we would continue treatment.
1: So how it's good... Um, sorry, I missed it. So how come it's a good indication that it's asthma?
2: Because the symptoms stopped while they were taking that preventative medication mm-hmm. and when they stopped the medication, the symptoms returned.
1: So if, if symptoms don't stop after they stop the medication, um, um, while they're taking the medication, so that means...
2: It means it could be another respiratory disorder, and that would be more um, to refer back to the GP. Mm-hmm. And and me- as soon as you mention GP, <laughs>
1: GP's here!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on, please. Okay. Uh, so... Um, we'd refer to the GP. A GP may then decide that perhaps um, a more uh, in depth assessment is required and refer to a paediatrician at the hospital. Okay,
1: perfect. Uh, on this note, let me introduce our uh, GP as well. Uh, Slang, Dr. Up.
3: Malik Slam, How are you, sorry sir? I'm late.
1: No problem. I uh, dealing
3: with asthma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, my last patient. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, uh, Dr. Babakar, uh, a residential doctor, everybody knows him, everybody loves him, I love him. Um, so, uh, good evening, doc. Evening. Uh, quick intro and then tell us about um, asthma.
3: I'm a GP in Luton, mm-hmm. in Bury Park, Bell mm-hmm. House Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Been there for a long time. Um, I'm also the respiratory lead for adults, not children. But obviously as a GP, I deal with a lot of asthmatics and get a lot of guidance from specialist nurses. Mm -hmm. uh, Because the nurses often are more specialised and know a lot more than we do.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, In terms of, um, I've just asked uh, Colette uh, that... uh, uh, about um, asthma, az- what's the difference between children asthma and adult asthma? And then uh, we were talking about treatment. And then Colette mentioned that um, uh, we give them um, a four, uh, four weeks, eight uh, weeks, eight weeks. Apologies. Uh, Eight week uh, treatment. And uh, during the treatment, if if the uh, symptoms uh, goes away, that means it's a very likely chance of being asthma. So I've asked um, if it doesn't go away. So she mentioned that it might be other respiratory disease and she referenced to the GPs. So when you got Mm -hmm. these kind of referrals, what uh, what is mostly most likely it can be?
3: Well, the beauty of the, uh, with seeing the nurses first is it's not just about the medication, it's about how they use it, whether they're using it correctly and things like that, which they go through quite thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, your local pharmacist can show you how to use it as well if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not asthma, there's lots of other causes, um, chronic infection, TB, uh, things like bronchiolitis, um, cystic fibrosis. These are all really rare things. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's asthma in children mm-hmm. uh, who present with wheeziness and shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could get really complicated and go through lots of other causes. Mm-hmm. Um, we ourselves will look and might do a chest x-ray, may organise some blood tests, but invariably we end up sending to a hospital for more specific tests, mm-hmm. like scans and things. But the majority of kids with shortness of breath or chronic cough tend to be asthma. Mm-hmm. Occasionally we get uh, nasal, post-nasal drips where they get uh, chronic rhinitis, mm-hmm. which sometimes can be linked with that asthma, eczema.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, or they sometimes get reflux, mm-hmm. which is acid coming up, which can give them a bit of a cough, a tickly mm-hmm. cough. They may have accidentally swallowed something or, you know, what kids are like. My <laughs> kids it's um,
0: <laughs> a yeah. nightmare.
3: Sometimes they put things in their nose and things like that, which then can cause them to be short of breath. Uh, They might have swallowed something. uh, Shouldn't have tiny kids. Shouldn't be having things like peanuts and things because Mm -hmm. they can accidentally swallow it and go into the lungs. Mm -hmm. They normally become acutely breathless, so it's a lot more breathless than than what we would see with mild asthma. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, um, let's introduce our listeners as well, listeners. If you have any questions, queries or comments or if you have experience um, as a kid or uh, your kid experience any kind of a- a stomach um, episodes, please do get in touch with us uh, and share your experience or if you have any questions, we have uh, plenty of clinical expertise in the in the uh, studios. We have an asthma specialist nurse and we have a community nurse and we have um, a GP uh, with us uh, and sharing this knowledge with us. So please get in touch with us by calling us on 01582 481822. Or you can send your questions by uh, text messages or WhatsApp uh, on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two, Or uh, you can send your question online by uh, typing it on the Facebook page. So uh, in terms of, uh, ki- when we talk about kids, um, now kids is a very, very large bracket where we can, uh, so it starts from day zero till uh, age of 18. So um, how much likely uh, uh, which which bracket is more likely to get affected at what time?
2: We wouldn't be we would be reluctant to um, diagnose asthma in a child under the age of four unless there's a strong family history of mm-hmm. asthma. Um, so from the age of four to um, sixteen to eighteen I see in the community, mm-hmm. from then they they're either discharged or transferred to adult services depending on their needs
1: okay so uh, in terms of um, uh, uh, anybody who's uh, less than four ha- what are the symptoms which uh, push them towards the line of uh, being asthmic?
2: it's difficult because they could have childhood wheeze and the childhood wheeze can be treated the same way as asthma but they grow out of it asthma you don't grow out of mm-hmm. so unless like i said unless there is a strong family history of asthma in the fa- um, family it would be- Difficult to diagnose before the age of four. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: okay, um, so uh, in 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 terms of um, uh, when we talk about uh, things like. Um, Weasiness, especially when uh, when the winter comes in play. Now, uh, commonly, uh, uh, if the people who are who are um, not uh, very much in control or not taking uh, necessary preventers at the right time, what kind of a flare up it can happen?
2: It well, it could be life threatening mm-hmm. if they're not taking their medication correctly. Uh, they could have – the cold weather could be a trigger. So every, everybody's asthma is different, mm-hmm. and everybody will present um, differently as well. And everybody has their own set of triggers, and it's recognizing and understanding um, your own triggers and knowing how to avoid and what to do if you do come into contact. So, uh, for example? Cold weather. If In the cold weather, we would um, recommend that you loosely wrap a scarf around your mouth and nose before you go outside to trap that warm air, mm-hmm. uh, and that can stop you having an exacerbation.
1: Mm-hmm. And if they end up in your clinic, sir, what do you
2: do?
3: Look, often it's kids who aren't using their inhalers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we make sure that they're using, particularly their preventer inhalers. Because what you've got to remember is the airways are getting tight. Um, but what makes them go tight is the muscles of the medium-sized airways here air, um, that go tight. But what causes them to go tight is the what we call inflammation. You know, when you get... An infection, you get lots of red cells and things like that, so everything looks red and what we call inflamed. Well, what most people, the mistake they make is they use their blue inhaler. Everyone's seen Ventolin, Salbutamol. Mm-hmm. That opens up the airway, so people think, oh, that's working because it works very quickly. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is the inflammation that causes the muscles to go tight. That's what the preventers try and stop being released. Mm-hmm. So what most people do is they use their blue inhaler, feel good, so they don't think, oh, I don't want to use a preventer. Because mm-hmm. when you use a preventer straight away, it often doesn't make any difference. And I'm sure Colette would agree with me. That's often the biggest thing that we try to <coughs> constantly remind people. Yes, your asthma's controlled, but it's being controlled by the preventer. So keep using the preventer until... Time has it that you haven't needed a blue inhaler for a long time. And I often say three to six months. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't, that's when you would think about coming off the brown inhaler. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm sure all the kids you see, Colette, same as me, is when they um, haven't what we call an exacerbation when their asthma gets poorly is often when they've not used their (coughs) preventer.
2: And I have to say, teenagers are the worst for that one. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed.
3: Yeah. And uh, parents worry because they know some of the preventers are steroids. So they mm. hear the word steroid and get really freaked out about it and think, oh, that, that, that's dangerous. Fit, yeah. You know, fat, fat or um, it stops their growth, all sorts of things that we hear. But they're tiny, tiny doses. And, you know, it stops the inflammation. And the problem with the inflammation is if you don't stop the inflammation... You start to get scarring and if you get scarring over a long period of time unfortunately we don't see it often nowadays but if you look at some of my elderly patients who didn't have asthma inhalers when they were younger because they didn't exist mm-hmm. they had bad asthma that wasn't controlled now they've got bad lungs in adulthood because they've got scarring and their lungs aren't flexible so that's what we're trying to prevent um, now you know, there's winter times and times of um, cold and things that you're likely to get coughs and colds. Mm-hmm. It's knowing what to do about that. It's how you build up your immune system and don't destroy your immune system by things we've always talked about. That's healthy eating. And um, teenagers don't smoke. And the number of kids that are smoking is the biggest it's number. Exactly. It's huge. You know, you've got. You know, it's, it amazes me how many. People have inhaler one hand and cigarette in the other. It just doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with you. And uh, on the other day, I just saw a few kids who are like hardly twelve, thirteen maximum. They were having small... Uh, I was a bit kind of uh, confused in many different ways. Why? I, how can they get their hands on cigarettes? But anyhow, uh, and yes, correctly they might have uh, SMN one, and there are so many adults I've, I've come across who who are in that situation. So when we talk about good control, so um, in terms of kids. Uh, um, as you have mentioned earlier doc that um, uh, inhaling technique is very very important and so uh, what kind of a challenges uh, Colette, um, you see in the, cl- in the community clinics?
2: With younger children it's normally fine because the parents are on board and they're happy to use um, the correct um, spacer and me- uh, medication please can I just stress mm-hmm. it's not about technique If you are 5 or 55 and you have a a metered dose inhaler, you need a spacer. Um, So teenagers, you see them spraying it directly into their mouth, might as well spray it at the wall pretty much for all the good that it's doing. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to get that message across that it's not just about taking it, it's taking it correctly and using everything in place to get that medicine where it needs to go so with teenagers we, w- we can try them on dry powdered inhalers where they don't need a spacer but that does take a good technique to do as well mm-hmm. um, and I think what I have which I would um, I think um, he would agree that I have that luxury of time to sit with my patients. I can spend an hour with them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I I know that GPs do not have that luxury. They're under a great deal of pressure to see lots of patients. Mm -hmm. So I have that luxury of being able to really sit down and Mm -hmm. try and convince them that it's the right thing to do and that we want them to stay healthy. We want them to stay out of hospital. Mm
1: -hmm. So uh, in terms of the um, good control, what what do you call a good control?
2: Not needing salbutamol, mm-hmm. not um, requiring any hospital admissions, not requiring any um, further steroids like prednisolone um, and having a good asthma control test at each review.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what does those tests? Um the asthma control test is just a series of five questions asking about the last four weeks. Um, have you Has it impacted on um, your activity of daily living? Um, have you had any wheeze? Have you had any shortness of breath? Have you woken up at night with any of those symptoms? And p- the last one is what they actually think their asthma control is. So there's no right or wrong question, mm-hmm. um, answer, sorry, but it's a series of questions that ideally should be done um, every time you have contact with the patient. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and in terms of those um, uh, annual reviews uh, and where you uh, where we test Patients with, um, I with, um, completely forgot about that um, test where you put them. Peak flows. Sp- Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was thinking. Um, so
2: uh, how that fit in? Uh, is that just an annual one or do you do? I do peak flows every time mm-hmm. I see my patients. So the peak flow is based on um, their height in children. So it's you'll know whether they're hitting the right amount of um air forcing out their lungs that they can and it's then letting um, making the parents aware that actually if they can't blow this uh, say their best peak flow is 200 they can only blow 100 and salbutamol isn't helping then you know that it's an indication that something's not going as it should be definitely and and
1: uh, on that note i must say wow the time has passed really really quickly i do have a couple of more questions on that uh, because uh it's it's almost time for a break so when we come back from break, uh, we will we have a uh, doctor and a nurse with us uh, who will be talking about asthma, and we will ask them how many time, how how often we want our kids to to go to a doctor or a nurse for an asthma check, how much uh, importance it is, what sort of control they need, why do an emergency they need to see, and definitely important. So flu vaccination, so this and many more. It's coming back after these very short messages.
2: You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Any
1: health advice given, whether general, diet, physical, or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of Health and Fitness Show after break. I'm Fahad Martin, your host for this evening, and we are talking about childhood asthma. With our lovely guest in the studio, uh, we are with Khaled Sudden and Dr. Talib Abubakar Good evening Evening Good evening This program is broadcasting uh, live today on twelfth uh, of September two thousand and nineteen uh, from the studios of Inspired FM uh, for our lovely people in Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton, uh, like Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford, and Bedford and, and definitely all our listeners who are listening to us uh, either through um, through uh, our app uh, or through a. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're listening through us on Inspire FM app or website, or you can uh, also viewing us uh, from our Facebook page, uh, so welcome. Uh, before we went on break, uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, some of the good controls, and and we mentioned about peak flow and peak flow measure, and and Colette was uh, so nicely explaining about it. I do have a couple of questions on that regard, but at that time they, uh, the uh, the the um, uh, ad break just hit in. But definitely, we will going back on that topic. But let me introduce our listeners as well, listeners. If you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please give us a call on 01582481822. I repeat, 01582481822. You can uh, send uh, questions via text messages or WhatsApp on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two. I repeat, zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two. Or you can send your question via uh, WhatsApp app uh, on Facebook app as well, uh, which is the live link. So uh, Colette uh, before when we went on break we were talking about peak flow uh, measures and uh, you mentioned that every single child should have a peak and you make sure that they they do whenever they come to see you um, so um, do you make sure that they know what their peak flows is and how to how to what what are the good ones and the what bad ones
2: make um, so we have to look at how they are blowing um, so once we've got that measured and we've got a good um, good technique, they will um, eventually get an asthma plan, which will tell them what to do if their peak flow is 50% um, mm-hmm. less than their greatest best blow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you, how do one r- remember what is the 50%? It will be on their plan. It will say if your peak flow goes below. Mm-hmm then um, this is what you need to do.
1: Okay. So um, in terms of kids, uh, or when we say uh, when we come to kids, normally rule of thumbs does help a lot. Uh, so um, so rule of thumb regarding the asthma is uh, you need to have your preventer?
2: Preventer, yeah, to take that as prescribed. Mm-hmm. And it's normally two puffs in the morning two puffs in the evening via a spacer can I please also point out do that before you brush your teeth it's important to rinse your mouth out with water or brush your teeth after having a preventer inhaler ah. it can cause thrush which is very unpleasant and very uncomfortable
1: ah i don't know that okay that's a good thing to know so um so sorry um please carry on so need to have a um, uh, preventer twice uh, two puffs twice daily yeah, via, uh,
2: with, your spacer with your spacer and a peak flow uh, meter mm-hmm. and that is what you you need to have with you. Peak flow meter, I wouldn't expect people to carry ar- that around with them all day, mm-hmm. but they should definitely have their salbutamol and their spacer mm-hmm. with them at all times in case of an emergency.
1: And salbutamol is the one? Uh, the blue inhaler. blue inhaler which you carry on. Uh, which is sp- your reliever. Which is the reliever yeah. and you can only use it at the time of dire need.
2: Well, sometimes it will be part of their treatment plan. If they have um, exercise pr- um, problems with exercise, we would recommend that they take have two puffs of the sal- salbutamol before taking part, just to get those airways open, so to hopefully that they will be able to continue with a full PE lesson mm-hmm. or whatever activity they're doing, because exercise is so beneficial for mm-hmm. asthma, and it's really important that children do participate in PE at school and other activities. So when we talk about other activities, um, uh, how, uh, what um, is
1: a good symptom for kids or even for teachers to know that a child might need an asthma inhaler?
2: So they might be coughing a lot. There may be an audible wheeze. They may be able to hear that. The child may um, complain of um, their te- chest feels tight. In younger children, they may not be able to verbalise that, and you may see them pushing on their chest. Um, and they, but they will look terrified. They will look like a rabbit caught in headlights. In older children, you might find them leaning forward, and they start what we do—they call tripoding, where they're going up and down. They're trying to get air moving around their body. But they are—that's the, the last sign of somebody having um, an exacerbation of asthma, a severe, life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Potentially so, life-threatening. So, at that stage, what do we need to do? Um, sit them up, loosen their clothes, give t- um, ten puffs of salbutamol correctly, call for an ambulance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, um, doc. Now, when we talk about emergencies and so forth, what and in, in general, what do we class journal as an emergency? Especially when we talk about um, asthma.
3: Well, all, all asthma not, that's not controlled is potentially could be an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I keep repeating this, but, but this is what we keep seeing is people aren't using their preventer. Mm-hmm. They think everything's OK, so they stop their preventer. They've been OK for a week and they stop their preventer. It's the preventer that's going to prevent them.
1: Which is the brown hair.
3: Which is either the brown hair. There are others. Mm -hmm. So if the preventer that you're on and you're still needing your blue inhaler So I wouldn't say it's just for dire emergencies If you find your chest is tight, if you find you're a bit wheezy, you're more short of breath than normal Things that would normally you wouldn't think about doing But suddenly start to become a bit harder because you're getting breathless with it You need to use your blue inhaler But if you're finding you're using your blue inhaler more often Mm -hmm. Then that means you're not on the correct treatment Mm -hmm. I.e. you're not on the correct preventer So we may need up Uh, what we call uh, the the whole way the British Thoracic Society and the guidelines, NICE guidelines, talk about asthma is like a a step up ladder, you go up the ladder once you're controlled you can step back down Mm -hmm. what we don't want is people to step up and step down by themselves they need to be guided through that Um, so when you talk about emergencies it's knowing what to do when you start to feel short of breath Mm -hmm. Um, so when it's a little bit short of breath you've got a slight cold or something like that then we ask people to increase their blue inhaler, the, mm-hmm. uh, the reliever. Um, and you can go right up to two to four puffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's a bit worse than that, then you can go right up to ten puffs. If you're needing ten puffs, you probably need to be assessed mm-hmm. um, by a, a clinician of some sort.
1: Okay. So that p- perfectly leads me to my um, um, next obvious uh, question. How, how often a person uh, with um, with asthma diagnosis uh, should uh, visit a GP for their estimate check kids or adults
3: well if we've got it right mm-hmm. once a year mm-hmm. because that means they're perfectly controlled they're carrying on with their normal day-to-day activities they're getting in for, for children they're getting involved with sports and they don't have any problems mm-hmm. uh, f- so we, we recommend once a year mm-hmm. because it's good to recheck their technique whether we can step down their treatment mm-hmm. because if they're so well controlled, maybe we can step down and go through things again because you need constant reminding we all get into bad habits, we stop you know start cheating with inhalers mm-hmm. or don't we forget to shake it before we use it and all sorts of funny things happen and it never ceases to amaze me how many different ways people (laughs) use their inhalers Um, so having that yearly check just to make sure that you're on the correct dosage to make sure that you don't need to go up the ladder or down the ladder depending on that so it's always worthwhile and we're constantly writing to people to uh, have their asthma reviewed but a lot of people don't attend for that Mm -hmm. um so that's that's the control side now if you're not controlled then you're going to be seeing us more often mm-hmm. until we get that control and if we can't get that control uh, either with colette's help or our, ourselves um, in the community then that's when we need secondary care mm-hmm. and the guidance is really if you're using that blue inhaler more than three times a week mm-hmm. then you're really not on that right step you need to be moved up the, the step ladder Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where we struggle because people carry on using their blue inhaler thinking that it's working, Mm -hmm. um, yet they're using it three or four times every day. Well, the guidelines suggest three or four times a week Mm -hmm. you're not at the right step. Now, very rarely there are groups of people that we can't control in community. That's where they need specialist care, specialist Mm -hmm. treatment um, with all sorts of allergies and things like that. Um, But it's very... Uh, simple steps that we're we're told about in, in community
1: mm-hmm. so uh, that perfectly moved me towards you Colette in terms of community what sort of community support available for uh, kids um, all of a sudden who have uh, any kind of a asthma problem uh, middle of the night uh, do they need to call 999 or 111 or do they need to take it to the hospital or do they need to call you guys
2: well it wouldn't be the community in the mm. middle of the night. Um, we're, we're, we're in bed at, in, um, at that time. It's basically knowing your child's symptoms and knowing what to do and if what you do doesn't help or relieve mm-hmm. where where do you go from there? Call an ambulance or drive. I would be more inclined to call an ambulance if it's the middle of the night and they're having difficulty breathing i would be much happier for a paramedic or um, an ambulance technician to come assess the child and if they felt happy that yes they need to be seen but you can go there under your own esteem then that's great but i just feel especially if your child's having difficulty in breathing and you're driving Mm -hmm. you're going to be panicking yourself and Mm -hmm. you know that's potentially unsafe for a lot of people Mm -hmm. so
1: and in terms of the um, community support now, in terms of your help towards general people, how does this come in play?
2: Um, I get a lot of referrals from my um, school nurse colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, they will We have a lot of children that are out of school and asthma is their reason for not attending. They will ask me to come and see and assess them. Sometimes I'm asked by GPs as well to just... They feel that the children might need additional support. I also get referrals from consultants at the hospital and children that have attended A&E, especially children that they've seen come in a few times uh, and potentially haven't gone to their GP Mm -hmm. um, to to seek further help. Mm -hmm. Um, And also from 111 as well? I don't get referrals from 111, no. Okay, okay. Um, So uh, in terms of um, the...
1: um, when when we talk about um, asthma and when we talk about children's uh, it's a common perception that um, if we have a good control of asthma throughout the childhood it is quite possibly that the child might grow out of uh, and they may get cure from asthma is that true or is it just a myth to both of you <laughs>
2: I think it, it does depend on how um, damaged the lungs are. Mm-hmm. If the lungs have become, if it's been left untreated mm-hmm. for six months, a year, then that could cause permanent um, air, um, scarring, as um, has already been said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's. I think it's a debate. Do they grow out of it or don't? I feel that they potentially don't. Mm-hmm. However, you know, how from a doc? GP...
3: Well. I you know, I had asthma as a child, but I don't use my inhalers now. not needed to use it.
1: And you run marathons now. <laughs> for,
3: you know, so, um, but I always know that something might trigger it off. So I need access to inhalers. I need to be aware of when I'm breathless. Is it? Is it an asthma attack coming? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be complacent about it. Mm -hmm. So there are people who will not have asthma. Um, We we used to do the, um, the medicals for the Royal Navy and Royal Air Force. And if you've had asthma up until the age 15, you had to be much more stringent in passing people. They had to have no inhalers for a number of years before they would even contemplate. Because the last thing they want in the Navy is you're in a smoky environment. The ship's got smoke everywhere. And then your fellow colleagues have to look after you because you're having an asthma attack. Mm -hmm. So uh, technically, yes, there's no cure in the sense that I can't give you medication to stop you ever having asthma. Mm -hmm. But you can certainly get better control and stop some of the triggers. So if you know certain things, um, you know, we we touched on what asthma is. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of evidence now. It's, It's an inflammatory condition. And in the Western world, inflammatory conditions are growing. So inflammatory conditions such as asthma, eczema, psoriasis, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, heart disease, strokes, diabetes are all being linked now to inflammatory conditions. And that's been linked with the bad food we eat, the bad lifestyles we lead, the lack of exercise, too much sweets, too much sweet stuff, too much e-numbers, mm-hmm. all tend to aggravate your immune system to overreact. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people think the immune system is a bit like your car alarm. if you keep triggering it off it triggers off too quickly mm-hmm. so the whole purpose of the immune system is to defend you now if you keep abusing it uh, by doing the wrong things, then it'll trigger off too quickly mm-hmm. so people then say, well, what about kids uh, what what of that they, they they don't drink they don't smoke well actually some do <laughs> they need to stop but um <laughs> um you know it's the foods we give them mm-hmm. um you know i'm just as guilty as the next stuffing my kids with sweets and stuff like that which immune system you know too much sugar um poisons the immune system
0: mm-hmm.
3: the immune system is your bodyguard it's your army that's there to fix things well if you don't feed your army properly it doesn't work properly
1: and everything needs to be in moderation and equality yes Okay. Except uh, smoking, smoking should never
3: be in moderation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, It'd need to be stopped uh, uh, as, as soon as possible. Uh, uh, one of the things, uh, as we are moving towards cold weather, so uh, common things uh, is the allergies, which uh, do tends to trigger, uh, especially with the cold, uh, cold weather, uh, and if we are moving towards winter, summer it's the um it's the pollens and all the other things um so when we talk about allergies uh, we the first thing especially when we are talking about allergies in the cold weather the first thing comes in play is the flu vaccinations now i wanted to know both things so let's let's talk about allergies first what sort of other allergies sometimes trigger asthma uh,
2: animal hair mm-hmm. pollen food allergy molds it could be anything that you know there's no definitive list mm-hmm. anything that you could potentially be allergic to could potentially cause you to have um, wheezy episodes and um, an exacerbation of asthma
0: mm-hmm.
3: most most people will know when you're very young of course you don't know so, mm-hmm. keep a diary of times when you've had it. See what you were doing the day before, during the day. Mm-hmm. Is it certain rooms? Is it certain people's houses? Is it certain pets? Um, you know, um, these sort of things trigger off. We get involved with the allergies when we feel that the first two, three steps of asthma don't control it. Then that's when we think it is an, an allergic element to it. So things like dust mites and things like that they get tested for in hospital. But at the end of the day, the treatment's the same. So a lot of people when they first, get diagnosed with asthma, think um, why aren't we being referred to hospital, but most of the things we can control with the first two, three steps Mm -hmm. it's when that isn't controlling things that's when we would need to think these people need more specialist care Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, for most asthmatics there, there, there isn't an allergic component to it. So what we call atopic, their immune system's too reactive. Mm-hmm. So th- things like runny noses, things like eczema, things like asthma um, run hand in hand because their body's immune system reacts too quickly. Mm-hmm. And it often runs in families. Um, so that's clues that we have, whether, you know, if someone's a little bit short of breath and we're not quite sure and they've got this tickly cough that keeps dragging back, on, yeah. dragging on and coming back, dragging on. Uh, we, we often ask about a family history and invariably we find someone's been suffering from eczema or asthma um, somewhere in the family.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's, we would then tend to treat them a little bit quicker mm-hmm. in terms of asthma control.
1: Okay, um, and, and when uh, and uh, when we talk about uh, flu vaccines, how important is flu vaccines?
2: I feel it's very important to protect yourself against um, because upper respiratory um, infections are big causes of um, causing problems with asthma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to protect yourself and to protect your ch- um, family, I really do advocate having flu immunisation. Mm-hmm. Um, Because
1: in in, in Luton, we um, in schools, especially the uh, public health is doing a a big pilot project on on six public schools and uh, three private schools. So that makes nine schools altogether Um, regarding the flu vaccines. And now one of the problem uh, we see is these children's in school going age. They normally don't have. Uh, flu uh, vaccines, which is, uh, alhamdulillah, we got it for free, um, uh, because of pogelatin. gelatin So they're running a project where the kids in those uh, nine schools will be given flu injections, which do not have a flu vaccine. So if your child is uh, uh, going to school, uh, do double check with the principals or the... uh, uh, um, uh, family workers that uh, if they the uh, the uh, flu vaccines which will be given to them uh, has has or has not have um, uh, gelatin pork gelatin um, definitely uh, but that that should not be stopping you to have uh, vaccines because definitely that is one of the most important things, isn't it doc
3: yeah I mean we talk about immune systems if if your immune system is busy fighting off infections it's more likely to trigger off your asthma attack. And then while your immune system is busy looking after the virus, you can get bacteria, things like pneumonia and things like that. Um, and your um, ability to fight these infections is is harder if you're being attacked by flu, vaccine, uh, mm-hmm. flu viruses. So any, anyone who's on a preventer, uh, particularly children should have their vaccinations done mm-hmm. uh, the pickup for lutein is very poor um, and, and there's always this debate about pork and gelatine and so forth but um, unfortunately that um, injections don't have pork but mm-hmm. kids don't like injections mm-hmm. um, and I'm not a scholar I have to be guided but my understanding is that if there is more harm done you're allowed mm-hmm. um but that you have to verify with your own scholars and your own beliefs but you know you don't want your child to be in hospital with a severe asthma attack mm-hmm. because they've not been vaccinated against flu
1: mm-hmm. and 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 uh, uh while we're on the topic of flu uh what are the ages uh, which uh, definitely uh, if you're an asthmic need to have flu uh, vaccines
2: any age if you're asthmatic and you're on a preventative medication then you should i would encourage you to have the flu immunization
1: Mm -hmm. and in in terms of if you're not on any any medication like uh, you said if with better control if you are not taking or stepping down from the preventive uh, do you still need to take the vaccines
2: i think it would be advisable to just to give you that added protection mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. good um and on that note i must say we are really uh, coming close to uh, end of the show uh, today uh, we just have a few minutes uh, remaining in our hand, so uh, let's do a quick round of catch-up and and positive messages from uh, both of you uh, both of uh, from both of our guests so let's start with you correct
2: so if you do have any concerns about your child's asthma and you live in Luton and you'd like some more support and advice and management guidance, please speak to your school nurse or GP who will be able to put um, you in touch with me and I will come and see you and we can sit down and go through things.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's, uh, and you have a, a whole team of persons, not just
2: yourself? Yes.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Any, any positive message for uh, people?
2: Uh, asthma, if you control it... Just look at Google Laura Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a four times gold um, Olympic medalist, mm-hmm. and she suffers has difficult asthma. Apparently, mm-hmm. so it doesn't it can't, doesn't stop you from doing things. Control your asthma. Don't let asthma control you. Perfect,
3: doc. If your asthma's not controlled, seek mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Um, and for families, is knowing what to look for mm-hmm. if their child's asthma's not well controlled. And I can't stress enough, make sure you're on your preventer, don't stop it on your own accord, seek help from your practice nurse, from your community nurse, from your doctor Mm -hmm. um, on what they should be doing. And use the asthma uk website Mm -hmm. it's absolutely fantastic it's got lots of resources lots of things to reinforce some of the messages that your healthcare workers might be giving you it's got videos on how to use the different types of inhalers Uh, it gives you idea of what inhalers you should be on what to look out for when you when you're feeling poorly Mm -hmm. Um, so lots of information and get your management plan from your from your nurses from your practices you should be able to know that written plan on what to do when uh, when you're not feeling well with your asthma.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so that's national guidelines is one of the things that we do badly in is not people having, A, using too much of their Ventolin without having preventers, and B, not having management plans on what to do when you have an exacerbation
1: definitely and that's you uh, that is most important thing and you have to make sure that everything is in place so uh thank you so much uh and unfortunately that's all time we have uh thank you so much for uh dr uh, dr barbacca and thank you so much clad for coming in today and sharing this wise wisdom for for, (laughs) from with our all lovely people in luton and and uh, guys that's all for today if you have missed any part of the show, please uh, don't worry. Uh, you can catch it uh, the whole thing on Facebook, uh, Inspire FM Facebook page, or uh, from our online link. Or otherwise, uh, we you can listen on Sunday. Till next week, Salam
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.